0: Welcome to the podcast. I am Tess
1: And I am Alicia Adams. We are the founders of 1111 Talent Collective, which is a recruitment agency that specializes in the retail apparel and consumer goods industry. <laughs> emus are horrific. Horrific. Or ostriches. Yes. Are they the same thing? I think so, <laughs> basically. But Are they Australian? Emus are. They've got to be they're insane any (laughs) insane animal (laughs) amy's definitely are
0: and i just don't enjoy them they're too big there's too many feathers they're running around they're not
1: flying like and they're long necks and they're beady eyes it's not appropriate it's not okay and then um you really hate what are the one the canadian geese
0: oh oh god those those people those geese are so aggressive okay If you're trying to cross the road and they're there, forget about it. They don't (laughs) want to see you.
1: always.
0: Yes. Do they always chase you? (laughs) They know you're (laughs) You're not Canadian. I try to like regulate my breathing so they can't sense my fear. (laughs) But they can always sense it. One of them will look at me and then the whole pack looks at me. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then I go, you know what, guys? I'll go the other way. Don't worry. (laughs) I'll go in the opposite direction. You guys stay here.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is our first time together in two and a bit months. This is the longest we've ever been apart. Ever. Ever. Since we've known
0: each other. Yeah. And it took a global pandemic. Yeah. For us to do this. And it was awful. It was awful. So are there any, like, I'm <laughs> trying to look at you and see if there are any changes that I noticed. <laughs> are
1: there any obvious changes? Mm. I mean... I wish that I had been able to, like, really go after some plastic surgery. Or like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a perfect time to get something done under the yeah, radar, right? Totally. But there's no elective surgeries. Such allowed. a bummer. Such no a bummer. hair, no nails.
0: Mm-hmm. So you've really gone all natural.
1: <laughs> Very natural. That well, I put makeup on today for the first time. Wow. And so... What would you say has been, I want, we're going to do, you know how their Kardashians do the the peak in the valley of oh, their day. Yeah. What has been your peak and your valley of the last two and a half months oh, without God. me? Crikey. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant in general, but without you. Well, no, just in general. Okay. Like this since I've so seen
0: broad. you. Like you want to go deep. Like we were just talking about emus and that <laughs> felt like the right vibe. Okay, but now you want to go so deep. Okay, <gasps> my peak would be just like, oh, the downtime, yeah. having no schedule, having nowhere to be but home, has been so nice to have such quality time with my family. Yeah, and then the pit. Oh, was that it? The pit peak, the and, peak pit. and pit. Yeah, okay. and then the pit would be. Um, the pit would be, I guess, you know, like not seeing people. W- mm-hmm. I guess right, or just having restrictions on seeing yeah. people, or knowing that, like, if <coughs> something happens to my family, I couldn't fly to Australia, right? Yes. Like that was, I guess, a scary thought.
1: Yeah. What about you? Yeah, it's kind of like this claustrophobic feeling, almost. Yeah. That you can't go anywhere. Right. Um. Mine are really similar. I think obviously being with my family which working from home I was anyways but this really took it up yes a hundred notches but I'm super into it um actually this morning I was just thinking it's so nice to have some time in the morning where we just like Because usually Rich is busy getting up, going to work. I don't Mm -hmm. see him. He doesn't get any time with Theo. But now he comes out and like sits and has his coffee for 20 minutes. And we just sit here and like watch Theo play and chat. And it's just like a small moment, but it's so nice. Like that's what we do on Saturday mornings, but we get to do that every morning, which has been so nice. Such a gift. Um, And then the pit. Yeah, I mean, I keep going back to like so many people, we had to cancel a trip. We were going to go to Hawaii in right. April to see my brother and obviously just enjoy the sunshine and the beach. And I don't know, I've been really devastated that mm-hmm. we couldn't go. Like, um, like Hawaii isn't even a place that is like somewhere I always want to go. We're just going because my brother lives there now. But all of a sudden when it was taken away, I was like totally <laughs> really upset about it <laughs> and really appreciating how awesome it actually is. Right. And then there's just so much unknown around um, traveling. Like Air Canada did these massive layoffs and said that they don't anticipate the travel industry to return to what it was before for three or four years. It's and so when I heard that I wild. thought I just felt gross. Right. Like I don't even get to travel that much anymore, but mm-hmm. it's just like knowing you have the option. Right. right? Having it
0: taken away. Yeah. It's just a strange feeling. Yeah. Like we take, take so much for granted, so much of our like basic freedoms.
1: Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. So today we're going to talk about something that we actually get asked the most, I would say, um, You know, either people commenting on our Instagram or when we're doing speaking engagement, this always comes up. And I'm actually so flattered that people ask us about this because, um, you know, in some ways I feel like we're really new at being entrepreneurs as Mm -hmm. well. And we're totally learning as we go. Um, So what we get asked is how we run a business together, like what it's like running a business with your best friend. Mm hmm. And how to start that and how to sustain it. Because I think anybody can get really excited about an idea right, with their bestie. But And you hear a lot of horror
0: stories, right? Of like yeah. friends, best friends starting business together and then it goes horribly wrong and they yeah. don't talk anymore. Or yes. family businesses where it's really strained and the dynamics yeah. get really destroyed. So I think we were so conscious of that going into it that yeah. we set up some like principles or ground rules of like this is how we're going to operate and these are the things that will support us and so we're going to share those today.
1: Awesome. Okay, so we have curated six operating essentials that we like Tess said kind of carved out at the beginning to really be our foundations for how we operate together in this business to protect our relationship essentially. Um. Okay, so Tess, do you want to kick it off? Number one.
0: Yes, yeah, so number one, the first principle is we clear in the moment. So clear. So we learned this principle actually at Lululemon head office. So we both worked at the Lululemon Global head office. That's where we first met maybe, God, eight years ago now. And we loved this principle at Lululemon. So before any meeting started, somebody in the meeting who was leading the meeting would ask, does anybody else or does anybody have anything they need to clear? And so, what it means is, is there anything preventing you from being fully present right now? And so, what it takes into account is that we all have lives, like we all come to meetings having just come from our homes or from another meeting or from maybe a difficult situation or a great situation. So, we're carrying stuff all the time and it allows you to clear what's going on for you in your mind so that you can say it, release it, and then commit to being fully present. Um, and it's such a beautiful tool because it, uh, it it lets you just bring your whole self to every situation. And so I could like come to a meeting with Alicia and say, hey, I, I just need to clear... Jack, my nine-year-old, had a really tough morning this morning, and I'm feeling like really heavy from it, and um, I'm a little bit distracted, like I'm waiting for a call from his teacher or something, whatever, but it allows you to bring the unspoken into the room and then let
1: it go. Totally, and what I love about where we've kind of gotten to this place is I don't even think like either of us are a lot of the time, even consciously clearing, it's like we connect every day, every morning, and we usually just start the conversation by talking about what's going on for us and what's coming up for us and where we need support or what our challenges are. And that's us clearing, like that's us getting ready to be able to start our day and be effective, but also just be aware of where each of us is at. Totally. Right.
0: And I think once you, once you get really good at it, at it what it allows is complete possibility so you can come into any situation and acknowledge what's going on in the bigger picture and then clear space to be fully present like performing at your optimal and incomplete possibility so exactly. I think that's a really really good one to practice and adopt or try on to see if it fits for you
1: yeah and to your point I think when you're starting this out it is good to have it more formalized or an mm-hmm. agenda item at the top of your meeting just to get in the habit of totally. it. Totally, And then you'll get to a place where it just is second nature to talk about it, let go of it and yes. dive in. Yes. Right. Love it. Okay. No. So number two, know what success looks like. And we talk about this all the time, actually. Um, because success for everyone is a little bit different. So it was really important for Tess and I to kind of get on the same page, not that we had to have the same vision of what success looked like, but just to be aware of what it was for each other. And Mm -hmm. we do have a lot of similarities, but I think what it allows for me is that I know that let's say we're having a month of our business where it's been a little bit slower for us. Mm -hmm. We don't, it doesn't kind of ignite a stress in us when we have slower months, because for us, that's not the benchmark, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that the benchmark, what I know, um, lights you up mm-hmm. and makes you get up every day is that you take your kids to school you pick them up mm-hmm. every day obviously we need to have a certain mm-hmm. um income level to sustain our lives but you are not defining our success right by what um, you know, what client we have or totally, um, you know, that we got 10 new roles in. It's like, yeah, that is celebrated and something that we don't take for granted. But mm-hmm. your definition of what um, fulfills you is something different. Totally.
0: And I think that's something that business partners miss. Like you should be able to recite what your business partner's version of success is mm-hmm. and and it's okay if it's different to yours like just mm-hmm. know what each what it is for each other so you know what motivates the other person what you can hold them accountable to how they define success it just leads to a more um syner- more synergy between the two of you
1: and i love that because we're so in tune with each others we celebrate it. We yes. make sure we're not taking it for granted. And it's such a good reminder for us if we do kind of slip into, um, you know, a different headspace where we are yes, starting to totally. think, you know, I want to hit this milestone or whatever. I want this mm-hmm. many new roles this month. It's like those are important, but this is actually why we're doing it. And this yes, is what we're makes super us clear successful. on
0: like our individual versions of Mm -hmm. success, but then we are aligned on what the company's vision of success looks like. Yeah. Right. So we've taken the time to like build out what our pillars are. Yeah. And I think like, do you want to share what those are?
1: So we actually, when we set our vision for our business, we set four core pillars to measure ourselves against. And like we were saying, we each have our own individual versions of success Um, and we kind of wove those into how we define our business success. So we're going to share those with you. Number one is that we have a global business. So we talk about this a lot, that we have really designed our business, that we can work anywhere and with anyone globally. Number two is freedom and choice. So, I mean, you could look at this from a business perspective around, who we work with, who works with us. And then also we have freedom and choice individually and independently in how we set up our day and where we work from. And the fact that tasks can pick up Jack and Sam every day because you design your day that you can do that. Mm -hmm. Gives us freedom and choice. Number three is innovation. So this is a pillar that Tess and I are so passionate about. And I think it's actually really important that we're aligned on this um, because we're constantly looking at how we can improve, how we can elevate, how we can change. Um, Neither of us like to stay stagnant. um, And I think it would be challenging if one of us, some people like to work in a comfort zone, find their groove and stay there. And there are businesses that can be successful. Um, maybe not forever, but for a good period of time. But I love that that's something that we actually made a core pillar for us. And number four is philanthropy. So this is another angle that we're always looking at or a lens that we're always looking through new projects or new collaborations through is how are we giving back on a bigger scale? Philanthropy for us is how we can be part of something bigger than ourselves. All right, number three, exemplary
0: communication. So our communication with each other is next level. So we start every single day with a touch point. So we're either in person or we jump on the phone and we basically just go through our like priority items for the day and align on them. Like, hey, this is what I'm up to today. Do you agree? These are the most important things for me to be doing today (laughs) and vice versa. And it's, and sometimes they're not, right? So we're connecting, align, we're pivoting, we're connecting, we're aligning, we're pivoting. And so we stay in that constant state of communication. And when I say like our communication is the next level, like for the most part, it's the two of us. We have a freelance collective of freelance recruiters, but it's the two of us. So if we say we're going to do something, like we put it in the calendar. Like if we are going to be late to a meeting, We call each other and say, I'm going to be two minutes late to this. If we miss a deadline, we call each other and let each other know before we miss that deadline. Like we don't take anything for granted or take advantage of each other in any way or we just don't phone it in. Like we act as if we are almost reporting to each other in a sense because we are, right? Yeah. Um, And I think that just has this like level of performance that's accepted and we just don't accept anything less than that from each other. Um, When we're in crazy busy times, we also like take it upon ourselves to like pick up the phone and say like, Hey, I'm, I need support with this. I'm drowning. Like we don't let each other drown and we don't let ourselves drown without saying something. So we communicate our needs and what we're up to constantly.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think in this example that there's the possibility to over communicate. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think just being in touch. Um, and it's not like we don't make mistakes mm-hmm. or that we're perfect at running our business or at our jobs. We just tell each other when we exactly. mess up. Right? Yes, and get exactly. Because it's not always easy. Right. But, but just it's just being it.
0: like saying it first, being accountable, yeah. you know, like waving the flag and um, owning whatever you need to own and doing it before there's a missed deadline or before you've
1: missed something. Yeah, You know? Yeah. So good. Okay. Number four. I love this one. Clear financial goals. Again, I don't think it's possible to over communicate when it comes to money And this is an area where a lot of partnerships or businesses have a fear around talking about money or it's awkward or it's just better to leave it unsaid, you know? So I think this is something that we do really well. We Mm -hmm. schedule monthly complete financial reviews, Mm -hmm. but we also do check-ins. I would say weekly, like less formal ones. Um, But we go through our accounts. We go through our budgeting. We go through our forecasting. We took the time to find a financial accountant who was a really good match for us. And Mm -hmm. that didn't happen right off the bat. We had to work through some people, right? Um, but we got someone we really trust and we can have really strong communication with. And, We talk about it. Again, you'll see a common theme here. Yes. We don't hide from it. And I think we
0: approach it through like the lens of abundance. You know, like we are always in the conversation of money and uh, not in an icky way, just as a very like unemotional, straightforward way. And how does this help us meet our goals and the people that work for us and our community? Mm -hmm. And um, I would never like you would have never heard me say that financial reviews are fun until... I started working
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> we really let now go. Now I look forward to it. We really both let go around any fear we had about money. Like you said, it's a different mm-hmm. mindset. Totally. To come into these conversations with and it's really game changing. Yeah. So set clear financial goals and then talk about them and check in on them. Um, and for us, that means I... Um, lead our financials in our business but Tess is fully looped into everything mm-hmm. which works for us
0: yeah so you can't embezzle any money I from can't the biz. <laughs> from the biz <laughs> okay number five is presence and Prosecco so we are big big fans of a glass of bubbly Prosecco um and we carve out time to connect, have a glass of Prosecco and just be fully present with each other. And so we are really intentional about this time together and we make it a priority to not talk about business. We just catch up on our lives and what we're up to and how we're feeling and anything that we want to share. Like life is so big and beautiful and painful and all the things and we spend time connecting on all of it and I think this is a really beautiful part of our routine that really helps us maintain and preserve the friendship right Mm -hmm. um and I and it's funny because it's not even like we're trying to not talk business like we just know how to switch gears really easily and mindfully and I think that um it can be tempting sometimes to bring up business but it's it's never I don't know it's always such an easy switch for me you know Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important because it keeps us connected on that like human level
1: just as you're going through this point in particular I was thinking that a lot of these might sound like relationship A relationship oh guide, God, yes. right? Like yeah, how to connect with your husband or your night. wife or a date night. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it is like, it's another, it's an important, important relationship, foundational yeah. relationship. Right. Yeah. And this is kind of combining two into one, which is right. exactly why we wanted to do this podcast. Cause there's yeah. a lot of, um, challenges that could come up with it. But I think if you think about it and treat it and prioritize it like any other, <laughs> I'm Essential laughing right now because like
0: we've once talked about like, it would be so funny if we have to like go to marriage counseling. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I actually cannot wait for the day I that we go to couples we do. counseling. Like we have
0: to do couples counseling <laughs> to get through something or that would be so awesome. It would just be over but the top. But it's just like the point I want to make is just carving out that sacred time to just be
1: friends. Yeah. So, so important my favorite time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And that takes us to our sixth and final principle, which is time is precious. I love that phrase. We both love that phrase and it just weaves into everything that's important to us. And then going back to, you know, what we were talking about success looks like for us, the ability for us to check in with each other and just say like, Who do you need to be with right now? What do you need to be doing? Like, do you need to be sourcing, spend your third hour on sourcing today? Or do you need to run and get groceries and then pick up your kids? Because that's actually going to set your mind at ease and Mm -hmm. just kind of take that anxiety away of, you know, what you're going to make for dinner or whatever. Like, whatever it is, is we prioritize being able to again choose how we're spending our time and checking in with each other to make sure that we're doing that because it's easy to not like mm-hmm. everybody else in their job just getting lost in your work and mm-hmm. making that the priority but um you know it's such a priority for us that it's its own principle. <laughs> totally. I love that. All right.
0: So, I guess I'll recap all six. So here are your tangible takeaways for today so our top six operating essentials number one clear in the moment number two know what success looks like number three exemplary communication number four clear financial goals number five presence and prosecco and number six time is precious
1: beautiful And
0: that is a wrap.
1: That's a wrap.